Hey guys, it is Sean and Dave here from the Saturday Morning Cartoons Podcast. We just want to give a quick shout out and thank you to the following people for going to patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons and supporting the show. Thank you, Derek Haynes. Jason Woods, MD. Jamal Newman. Melanie Harker. Allison Keene. The one and only Sean Paul Ellis. And Dave Trumbor. Now, you might have heard us mention a few names that sound familiar to you, uh, especially Sean and myself. The reason that we do this is because we're not just asking for you guys to shell out your hard-earned money. We're also doing the same thing. So we appreciate your support for the show, and we just want to let you know that we are um, working hard to make the show better and to bring you uh, bigger and brighter things in the future. So thank you guys so much for listening. You can head over to patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons to support the show. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from the island of Macross. And brought to you by Petite Cola, I'll be your co-host, <laughs> Dave Trumbull. <laughs> Joining me as always, the new and improved, Sean Paul Ellis Mark II. How's it uh, going, Sean? David, 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 I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? Oh, I'm, I'm doing fine. Just sipping some <laughs> Petite Cola over some here. Petite Cola. It's so refreshing, but there are so few calories. It's petite. It's petite. I gotta keep Man. my girlish figure. Who doesn't? Who oh, doesn't? Boy. In the world of Macross. Man, is it, do you say, is it the world of Macross or is it the world of Robotech? The wild world of both of these things. I, oof, I don't know. I'm going to, I feel like a thousand people are going to scream at their, their computers right yeah, now. Half our listener this. base just exploded upon. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I didn't know what the difference was. I still kind of have some questions about what the difference is. I mean, to be fair, I still do too. I'm sure a lot oh, okay. of fans out there who are like hardcore fans are ready to tear us apart but uh we'll dip into the history of this show a little bit but yeah i did not i did not realize i knew it was kind of a hodgepodge of a couple different shows i did not realize that it was actually like three different series that came together to form this thing but having that knowledge ahead of time and then watching it i was just like oh yeah that's where that one show starts and that's where that other show picks (laughs) up (laughs) because it's like blatantly obvious oh man we should we should also preface this and let everybody know that we are in round two of our Fight. March Mecha Madness Month. Woo! Ding, ding, Woo. ding. Uh, Two mechs I feel like one mech leaves. Yeah, I feel like we should have like a Transformer sound at this point. <laughs> Except that it's not Transformers. We should be very no, clear about what these rules are. <laughs> yeah, so like Transformers. Transformers are sentient alien robots. We don't want any part of that here. We're no. talking about Mecha. Yeah. None of that Transformers crap. So we're talking Mecha here. Mecha is basically just like a mobile suit, uh, a mobile armored tank some sort of mobile vehicle that needs a human pilot or some sort of pilot to drive and, and uh, fly around and shoot stuff because that's all we really care about. But we're not talking combiners here either, right? So we're not talking Power Rangers. We're not talking Voltron. We're talking specifically like the Gundam, the Robotech, the Escaflone, things like that. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. And this is our second week. So last week we kind of started in the middle of the pack, which was nice. Um, <laughs> We, we watched some shows that I don't think either of us had ever watched before. So you can no. go back and listen to that episode. And uh, we kind of do our March Madness shtick where we score these series on a few different categories. And then we tally everything up at the end, fight about it for a few seconds, and then figure, <laughs> out, figure out who wins for that particular week. So it's each week re- we'll have one winner. And then at the end of the month, we'll have one overall king of the mecha. 
Um, yeah, that's it. That's how that worked. Yeah, it's a real WWE style fight. With uh, it's, it's with... a real surreal WMD situation. Oh, <laughs> world mecha dance domination. Domination was what domination. I meant. Domination. There you domination. go. Domination. You got it. Yeah, no dances. Um, so this week is uh is interesting because we are getting into uh, as we've already previously mentioned Robotech the uh, the Macross saga. Yeah. Um, as well as also a uh, mobile suit Zeta. Gundam. Yeah, one of about 4,000 Gundam series that I think are out there. I, I've clearly gotten to the point, and this, this is true for both of the cartoons, is that I have, I have kind of danced around and watched a little bit of each at some point, but I don't understand the whole lore. And at this point, I've gotten so far along in my life where I'm embarrassed and scared to ask somebody about it. So this was this is kind of helpful to kind of uh, have that foray back into it. Just be like, all right, like these are some things. And I felt yeah. like one, I felt like tonight, if we declare any kind of a winner, there was at least one that was a winner in terms of exposition and kind of helping me out yes. in understanding what the story was. <laughs> Cause you know, you might be a first time watcher or viewer if you're watching and starting with an episode one, which yeah. is of course what we're doing this month. And so yeah. all of these shows uh, we have found uh, and tallied from scores that are on imdb.com. Uh, that are compiled uh, from viewer reviews and numbers that people have uh, ranked and rated on these. And this is how we seeded everything for the month of March. Um, so we didn't have any outside influence. These are all current existing fan favorites that uh, are out there on IMDb. Yeah, the fun thing is, like you said, one of these series helps you along with the exposition. Another one just throws you into the deep end. And Another says, one is like, fuck you, you're going to figure this out. It tells you straight up, like, if you're not a fan of what came before, then get the fuck out. Okay. All right. And then, and then you just, you have to, it becomes a drinking game because you just have to oh, take yeah. a shot every time they say the word Camille. Yeah. Yeah. Or you have to do a Bill Cosby impression every time they say the word Camille. Ooh, I'll take what? a shot. I'll take no, a shot. That was the Cosby show. That was his wife's name on the Cosby show. It was Camille. Oh, was it really? It was Camille? Yeah. Yeah, Camille it was Camille. Cosby? Yeah. No, no, every, no, every it was time. Up. <laughs> what was our last name? It wasn't Cosby. Huxtable. Huxtable. Huxtable? Camille Huxtable. Camille Huxtable. Yeah. The yeah, weird dude. thing was when had... Camille Huxtable piloted a Gundam in that one episode. I think it was like third season. That was fucked up. That was a real No, you're talking thing. about Macross because clearly in the world of Mobile Suit Gundam, everything was fucking whitewashed in that. We'll get into that a little bit more later, but man, it was, it was embarrassingly white. <laughs> That's a great way to describe it. I think there was actually a Gundam spinoff that was just like Gundam Omicron embarrassingly white was a series that came up <laughs> how many how much how many greek letters are they going to run through on all this? of them i think at all least of twice them? yeah they're uh, on like their their 52nd chapter of the gundam fraternity knock, it, knock so it off so many so there's one that like the acronym was longer than the actual name because it was just like there was so many letters all right before we get into all that how about uh how about you give us a super brief and not uh exhaustive at all history of robotech Oh my god, we should definitely get into this. So, Robotech is a science fiction franchise that began with an 85-episode anime TV series produced by Harmony Gold USA in association with Tatsunoko Productions and first released in the United States in 1985. It was adapted from the three original and unrelated Japanese anime television series in order to reach the minimum 65-episode number Required for syndication, guys. Job, guys. We did it. We did, we did it. it. So proud. Uh, 
these three unrelated and original series were the Super Dimension Fortress Macross, which aired from 82 to 83, uh, Super Dimension Calvary Southern Cross, which was in 84, and then we have Genesis Climber. Mospita? I, I don't even Mospita? know. Mospita? Sure. I have no idea. That was in 83 to 84. So those were the three that kind of came together. Uh, I know you said we weren't doing combiners, but obviously this seems like it's a different Yeah, this is like, like a meta combiner when you combine three different series into one that you get Ugh. Robotech and Macross. Jeez. Uh, yeah. So that's Robotech. Super brief, super brief history and background. So don't freak out if we haven't touched on like every bit of minutia for your most favorite mecha series ever. Uh, as for Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam, it is also a 1985 Japanese television anime series, the second installment in the Gundam franchise, and a sequel to the original Mobile Suit Gundam. The show was created and directed by Yoshiyuki Tomino, with character designs by Yoshikazu Yasuhiko, while the series' mechanical designs is split among Kunio Akawara, Mamoru Nagano, and Kazumi Fujita. The series was originally aired on Nagoya Broadcasting Network and its sister ANN stations between 1985 and 1986. Between 2005 and 2006, the series was reproduced and compiled into a movie trilogy, Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam, A New Translation. Though still directed by Tomino, it involved many changes in the original storyline. So yeah, again, like Sean mentioned, we're just watching the first episode of both of these tonight. So these things have a very long and complicated and deep history. We are just barely going to scratch the armored surface of both of those tonight. So don't, if we don't really dig into this stuff, just kind of give us a break because... <laughs> There's a lot more out there than we're going to touch well, on tonight. And, and also, as we were mentioning sort of about the seating, for all of this, we have watched episode one, right. season one right. of all of these shows to gain a baseline for everything so yeah. that we have some way of being able to do a general unbiased comparison. Because I guarantee if we picked your favorite episode, you, the listener listening right now, we'd probably have a baller time and be like, this show fucking rocks. Yeah. But we kind of also have to make sure that we can level the playing field a little bit. So. Yeah, and another reason we do that, too, is because one of our, our topics is, like, you know, mech design, the characters, how well are they introduced, how well are they pulled off, the battles, like, is there a decent enough level of action and enough interesting stuff to get us to watch the rest of the series? So, yeah, it's not going to be the best episode of that series run, but it's going to be a great kind of comparison level for us to be able to evenly compare each of these series to each other. At least that's know, our man. excuse. I don't know. I mean, if you've got if you've got a thousand different versions of Gundam, yeah. I would think by this point you'd be able to fucking knock it out of the park with a pilot episode. True. You would think. You would. Well, think. this was a, this was the second series. Uh, we will, I believe, be talking about at least one more Gundam. Yeah, I we've hope. got one more Gundam. We we do have one more Gundam. Okay, this good. Month. I'm just gonna give that a hundred out of twenty five right now because <laughs> oh, Jesus, I don't even care. It's like my favorite <laughs> thing ever. Um, but uh, with Robotech, um also being sort of this amalgamate of, of three different shows, you would think that between the three different shows, it'd be like, guys, we're going to nail this, <laughs> this pilot episode. If we're I'm just... curious to see who comes out on top here this week. It'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, let me, uh, let me get into a little bit of the synopsis. Yeah, talking about, Robotech. What's it about? About Robotech. Yeah. Um, Robotech in the series, Robotechnology refers to the scientific advances discovered in an alien starship that crashed on the South Pacific Island, which is also called Macross Island. Right. Um, with this technology, Earth developed robotic technologies such as transformable mecha to fight three successive extraterrestrial invasions. This is also fun, too, because they don't mention at all the fact that there was a huge domestic fight. Um, more on that in a bit. Yeah, I kind of gloss um, over that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we, we, we right. just gloss, gloss right over Just a little bit. Um, we'll get to that, yeah. 
So the first Robotech War, the Macross Saga, concerns humanity's discovery of a crashed alien ship and the subsequent battles against a race of giant warriors called the... Zentradi. Is it the Zentradi? I think Zentradi. I thought it was Zentradi. So cool. So we got Zentradi who have been uh, sent to retrieve the ship for reasons unknown. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Yeah, that's a pretty good setup. Now here's yeah, the one for like Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Here we go. <laughs> Set in the year Universal Century, or UC, 0087, eight years after the events of Mobile Suit Gundam, 0079, the series follows a rebel group called the Anti-Earth Union Group, or that, did they say like A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-A-U-
that had a lot of setup that filled in a lot of those gaps and kind of allowed us to, to seamlessly work into that world. This really not so much. You see sort of some planes, you see sort of some half plane, half mecha, <laughs> and then at the very end you see like kind of a mecha and you're just like, all right. You see a bunch of stuff uh, kind of riding around and for the second week in a row, we get weird robots that are long legs with tiny little bodies yeah that was weird to have like second kind of chicken walker robots yeah yeah this is the second week that we've had a chicken walker robot um similar to whatever the training exercise they used for ninja robots last week and so uh, i don't know i hopefully fingers crossed that chicken robots is a reoccurring theme for the next three weeks yeah so Um, if you're playing uh, mecha bingo at home uh, you know check off chicken robot because we got them yeah again Uh, Exactly. <laughs> I, I just I felt that uh I felt that this uh this was actually pretty long winded. I felt like this theme song for not having any exposition uh at all or really kind of filling in who the the villains were because you don't see the villains really in this at all. You just simply see the heroes, and then at some point there is a spaceship that has a giant cannon that shoots stuff into the sky, which. I don't know, spoiler alert, maybe, maybe pull that punch back a little bit, because that's, like, that's a kind of a cool thing yeah, that you ruin. Yeah, that one. Yeah, you ruin that right away, uh, that evidently shoots into the sky, and evidently in lunar orbit, there's a Pokemon that looks like Metapod, mm-hmm. that it just explodes and rips, and, uh, rips apart. And that's so how like, all Pokemon oh. were originally made, actually, from the guts and entrails of an exploded Metapod in orbit. Jesus. That's why you gotta it's, find them all, put them back together. Catch them all. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. It, like, it was good, but I don't feel like it was anything special. Well, did you listen to the Japanese version, too? I, I did not. Oh, okay, cool. So, for me, I'll, I'll agree with you. The Americanized song, it's like, it's fine. It had, like, it was just instrumental. There were no lyrics or dialogue or anything like that. No exposition. It was very patriotic and then got kind of militaristic, kind of a milita- military march for a while. It got a little Star Trek-y for me. So, I didn't quite get really? the Starship Troopers as much. I get kind of the Star Trek. If you combine those two things together, then yeah, it's kind of like space military, which is Starship yeah. Troopers. So it does work. For me, though, the Japanese song was like, it was like James Bond meets Mecha. It was just like a really sexy way to do like a Mecha theme song that was kind of like, hmm. it's kind of like smooth and just like, it was weird. I was like, this could be like the theme song to a Japanese James Bond movie, which is really strange. I would also okay. like to see Japanese James Bond Mecha pilot series totally on board for that i actually really like the visuals i like that they just showed like various human pilots even know who they were yet but they showed the characters off and then they showed kind of the the transition from fighter plane to weird configuration a.5 if that makes any sense and then configuration b which was like the full mecha thing at the end yeah you gotta you gotta pull down on the b lever yeah you gotta like pull real hard dum-dum uh don't you know how to go to configuration b uh oh, so anyway you shifted into that and that was cool because it was like okay i got the pilots i've got the mech that they're flying that's kind of cool so actually i enjoyed the japanese song much more than the american one but the american one was fine so what okay. did you score this one i gave this a two holy crap i gave it a four mostly really? cause of the japanese mostly because of the japanese version if it was the american song i'd be like that's <clears> fine <throat> it's probably a three it's kind of average standard yeah i just didn't feel like anything really jumped out at me in this i i don't feel like i had a good understanding of of good and evil in this yeah i mean um, i didn't i didn't get that either as far as like an intro to the, the show but much like james bond kind of sets the mood and the tone for it okay. uh, i was kind of like okay i can dig this this is kind of interesting all right yeah yeah i went with the two well the two fair enough 
All right, so four for me and a two for Sean. Starting off great, buddy. <laughs> All right, you want to get into uh theme song for Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam? Also two versions. Yeah. Right. So I just watched, uh, I believe, the American version. You jingoist commie bastard. I know, I know, I know. Um, so I, I felt like uh, this, was, this was what was challenging about this. Uh, <clears throat> I felt that this, had, this gave you a better idea of who was good and who was bad. Okay. Uh, in terms of what was there. I feel like you had um, like the same kind of rousing patriotic music. Um, that you had uh, from the other show, uh, from Robotech, mm-hmm. um, I felt like it had the same exact character design that it showed you. <laughs> it was really close. Like, I mean, it was the it, same year. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I know. But I mean, like, I felt like the, the blonde gentleman that they showed in both had the exact same haircut. But, um, but there's a very different distinction in uh, the Gundam version. Oh, what is it? His sweet, sweet sunglasses. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's actually pretty important when it comes to, like, the show, kind of. I'll, I'll get into that later once we get to the characters. Because I had to do okay. some research. You don't know this from watching the show. I had to do some research to figure out who this guy was. But go ahead. Okay. I just, uh, I kind of felt that it was on the same level. I think the only way, the only reason, for me, it was on the same level as the Robotech theme song. I think the only thing that I enjoyed about this more was that uh, you had a very clear indication of who was good and who was evil in this. Um, as well as you got uh, a little bit more time. I don't know. I, I like the fact, and this is what's challenging. I like the fact that the, uh, the Macross uh, mechs have the three different transformation states, maybe even a fourth transformation state, I think, uh, in terms of like how the jet operates. Yeah. But I, I think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dis- if they have like the like, wings out versus the wings back kind yeah, of thing. Exactly, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, for the jet fighter. Um, I thought for this, though, you got a lot more face time with, the the white or like the the main Gundam that you saw that's in this and I was just like oh like that's what I'm here to see I feel like in the Macross one like you didn't really get that much right. of it and I and it was kind of like long and belabored and you finally got to the point I felt like with this one it was just like oh no no, no. here's what you came to see yeah. we're gonna give it to you we're gonna send like, it right X, out of the screen X gonna give it to you and I was like that's what I'm here for yeah. show me the thing show me the thing actually so in, in this version i like the americanized version better than the japanese version so the japanese mm. version was kind of poppy poppy lyrics it kind of had like a, a little bit of a jazzy beat a little bit of a groove to it but it wasn't as effective it just seemed more of like a, a radio song with some visuals to it the americanized <laughs> version was pretty cool it had like a good like driving kind of beat to it and then it turned yeah. more patriotic there were no lyrics to that but it had a good just beat and it went with the visuals fairly well there's a great reveal of the Gundam and some of the other um, mobile suits as well, uh, as well as the human characters, and then some other just like random critters that they're thrown in, and I don't know why. <laughs> just like weird space pets. I don't know what that is. Uh, I love the montages. So there's a putting on sunglasses montage for the blonde guy. Yeah. And there's a great so walking good. through space montage. <laughs> just like you see your character just walking through like the vast emptiness of space. That was great. But it also had some, some teases of like, uh, space battles and stuff too so there wasn't a lot of context but it was just like here's a gundam they're awesome they're gonna have space battles that's what we promise so yeah. it sounds like i actually like that one better but i only gave this one a three i give this a three as well okay i think we're i think we're good with three it's weird though that i got like more excited about this but i gave the other one a higher score and i don't hmm. know why i think because sexy james bond meets mecca i think that did it for me yeah i mean yeah 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 
It's like it's hard because having these conversations, I'm now beginning to like doubt what my scores were. Well, that's that's down. the reason we do this though, because like if if I convince you, if I'm like super persuasive or vice versa, I know. feel free to change it and make everything in Gundam a five. It's fine, totally. But we're both on threes, so both on threes. Go. Yeah, we're alright. So I'm good to go. All right, so let's hop on back to Robotech, and we again we watched the first episode. This one is titled Booby Trap, which <laughs> is kind of a misnomer. Uh, but let's get into the kind plot. Of of, a misnomer. Kind of a misnomer. Let's get into the plot that's of this. Like, that's like if Dave, if you would just be like, yeah. I've committed murder, and yeah. I was just like, What did you do? And you're just like, I ate an entire tub of ice cream. And I'd be like, mm. That's a misnomer. Like, naming your episode I murdered trap my willpower. <laughs> <laughs> but like, in this, naming it booby trap, and there's pre. Like, it. It's not even like a booby trap. It's just like self-defense. No, it's just like we were too dumb to figure this thing out. It must be a booty trap. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, we've had 10 years to dick around in this alien technology. Yeah. We still know jack shit. He just done fucked up. All right, so let's hop yeah. into the plot here. We're not going to do a, a breakdown of the entire episode. We're just going to kind of talk about the major points and stuff that jumped out at us and how that affected our watch of booby trap and how well, you know, how effective we think it was. So we're what, back in 1999? Yeah, uh, on Macross Island. I, I love this. I love it when things are dated like bef- like. Meanwhile, in the year current... 1999. Yeah, exactly. I, I love I love this like when they they date themselves on these things to to either think that we weren't going to make it through Y2K or they were just like, oh yeah, like probably in 1999, an yeah. alien starship will crash on just a Macross like, Island, just like destroy local cities due to their shockwave. Yeah, yeah, it makes total sense. But, uh, I did like where they went with this, though, because it was just like you could normally start a series like this and just be like aliens crash landed. And now we have like an alien occupation or we have an alien invasion. They didn't do any of that. Like the whole alien crew was just like, I don't know. I don't know where they are. I don't know where they are. The the way that the ship crashed and the the, how advanced it was, all the technology was pretty much like ship shape inside. So humanity, which here's the part that you were alluding to earlier, they kind of gloss over. That for like ten, like years they've been in global war, like everybody's right. been at war, and then this alien ship crash lands, and they're like, maybe stop killing each other for a second. Let's check this shit out, see what we can come up with, and then we'll like, we'll get back to killing each other later. But let's figure this shit out first. I kind of like the idea that they all came together and worked on it, though, right? Yeah. No, I I love it that an alien attack can stop a global war, allowing governments to come together and actually get stuff done hey whatever it takes i'm i'm kind of jealous of the world that they live in (laughs) because it wasn't even an attack that's the other thing it just crashed just a ship that crashed yeah there were no aliens that came out there was damage done but not intentionally it was just a byproduct of the thing crashing through the atmosphere i mean i i I think i think the the idea or the novelty of the world being like you know what we should probably all bond together and figure this crap out yeah i think it's really really nice and i think it's uh i think it's unobtainable because let's 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 say this if we had an alien technology all right that crashed in the united states we would not share a single thing we would not we would not allow that technology to go outside of anybody else's like out of our purview like we would we would maintain dominion over that alien technology and just be like yeah fuck you we're gonna figure this out i feel like if it landed anywhere else in the world we're just gonna be like well we're now gonna take over that country and people are gonna be like the country's I mean, ours guess. now. Yeah. Did you yeah, see exactly. Did you see Arrival by any chance? I didn't. Fuck, you got to go see it. I don't know if by the time you guys are listening to it, it won any Oscars that it deserved to win. It probably didn't. Uh, but regardless, definitely go watch that because it actually kind of 
plays out this scenario but oh does it but differently because it's like uh, an alien ship doesn't crash land they purposefully land in a variety of different places all around the world so like 10 kind of out of the way locations in or 12 i think uh in different developed and developing nations and it's really interesting the way the politics kind of play out that's all i'll say huh. definitely worth hmm. a watch uh okay. but yeah i thought for for robotech that was a really interesting way to start this thing and the best part about it all that exposition's laid out in the first few minutes of the show i loved it and it was great. i loved it it's just like you they tell can, me what i need to know and then we can move on great you get a cliff notes version a crash course and everything that you need to know within the first three minutes and then they were just like and now we're gonna bring in these weird pilots <laughs> yeah and you're like great i like it yeah so what are these what are, just like high level what are these pilots about why are they there what are, what are we doing um, here because of the as we mentioned you know they they have these these planes that can kind of transform yep. into these different uh these different states um which is like plane fighter jet uh sort of hybrid uh robot and then sort of uh giant mecha yep. um they are kind of responsible for and this is the group of people who have kind of come together around the crash site built up an entire city together they've learned they understand some of the technology right. uh and they've been training um, on how to use it and how to use some of these these planes uh, with the idea that if there ever is an attack, that now they know how to defend themselves with better, more capable weapons. Well, and guess what? Yeah. That attack's coming. That yeah, attack's coming. coming. There's some other aliens up to no good, and we don't know why. They're just tall and blue-skinned, and they got metal faces. But other yeah, than that, we have a lot of reverb. And a lot of reverb. A lot of reverb and, in the mouth. And clearly voice. from a different series because there were some times where it was just like and now this thing up here it's like wait yeah. that we've never seen anything like that for the last 20 minutes uh, mm. so yeah so this this episode closes out with the freshly christened earth forces kind of trying to repel the attacks of these new invaders and that doesn't go great but at least there looks like there's some hope, hope. Um, with some of these pilots anything else before we um, go to the score for this one no so what did you think about the plot of this one i thought this was a four I gave it a four as well. I thought it was really nice. interesting. It was novel. It was uh, kind of ripe for a lot more exploration in the future. Yeah. And this is also, uh, we should mention, uh, all of Robotech is on Netflix. Yes, absolutely. So you guys can get at this right now. Yeah. This, is, this is so accessible. It is and the, it is will, the dubbed I, version, but yeah. But I will say this, because we did dub versions last week too. Uh, we did one dub and one undub. Right. The dub for this is very well done. Yeah, it's not like last week where it's like a chore Ooh. to actually have to listen to it. It's it's really well done. Um, some stuff is lost in translation, but it's not it's not like bad dubbing. It's just lost in translation. Yeah. So if Robotech really laid out the story for the plot for us, uh, Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam throws you in <laughs> without any sort of help whatsoever. So what could you kind of glean from this thing? And then we will, I will smooth out some of the rough parts with some background research as we go. Um, but don't let that affect your score. Just, I'd stick with what your original score was. Yeah, I'm not going to, yeah, trust yeah. me. Um, I, I, have, I have no idea. Okay, good. I, I really, like, there's a, there are parts of this where I'm just like, we're at a school, and this kid is, like, skipping class, and then he gets backhanded, <laughs> and then he fights people, and then he gets, and this is how fucked up this is. Yeah. This is, like, a principle that, like, backhands this kid and it goes into slow motion and nobody does a fucking thing about it. No. Everybody's just like, oh, well, he probably deserves it. Camille probably was asking Camille. for it. Camille. Camille. He gets, he like, he jumps in a car. This, this girl like, goes with a, him. 
this girl goes with him, and this is after in, in like an unnecessary amount of smooth jazz that's playing in God, the background over the whole thing, with, just like bad with, elevator music, like just Kenny G style, like smooth jazz. Some Whitney uh, with, up in this with, piece. <laughs> With, like, weird panning shots of, like, their legs. Yeah. As they're running, as, like, filler, or just to show motion. I don't know. How about the fact that they're just running and they have intent to go somewhere? Didn't seem to be enough for this. Seemed to be a lot of, like, a lot of things that were in here. We get, we get, we get suddenly they're up at a space station. Yeah, so, so also, while all this is going on, the kid's basically in, like, a military academy, blah, blah, blah. Uh, while this is going on, there's like a trio of pilots up in space in three different mobile suits, and they're just like, I want to say they're doing maneuvers, but they're weirdly just holding hands in space. They're like, holding I'm hands as robots. I, I didn't know what was going just on. I, thought, robot hands I honestly thought that this was a robotic love story yeah, for two seconds. It's a robot and I was romance. Like, well, I mean, I'm not gonna say no to whatever I'm they're here doing. For this, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to watch. Yeah. Uh, we get a part where, uh, as we mentioned, um, Camille. Uh, is a is a boy. He is male. Right. Um, Don't let that confuse he ha- you. He has he has potentially a female name. Yep. Um, or at least what everybody else around him considers to be a female name. Yep. Uh, a member of a, a a piloting squad called the Titans insult him. Uh, he leaps over like a like, like a, a turnstile thing. Yeah. Like a turnstile cue to get in to punch this guy so hard that I forgot for two seconds that there was zero gravity because yeah, yeah. the punch knocked him <laughs> over the turnstile again. And I was like, that's one hell of a fucking punch. Yeah, when you get launched like, back that to kid, the other side of the room. That kid murdered him. And then I was like, oh no, that's how, that's how physics, like, yeah. that's how and that works in turn, zero G. Camille just about gets murdered because he like picked a fight with the leader of like four other guys, essentially. Right. So they essentially so, just hold him down and kick him in the face in slow motion. Yeah. And, and, and as we're mentioning, this lead Titan guy that kicks him in between, like with a, with like a, a narrow, yeah. with like a narrow toe boot, yep. kicks him right between the so eyebrows and knocks, and knocks him out, knocks him hey, out. Cold. Okay. And he just goes, uh, you know, you're a woman with a man's name. A man has had to take, or had to take his lumps. And I was like, you know what? A man also knows when not to kick a child that's being held down on the ground by military police. In the face. Yeah. Uh, there, there were so many conflicts in this episode. I didn't know what was, an, what was the actual main conflict. Well, like, this yeah. was a petulant dick face kid. Yeah. All right. Camille. Who he, he could have taken a couple deep breaths. All right. He's in a military school. He should have done some countdown breathing. Mm-hmm. He could have done some military breathing. Mm-hmm. Chilled the fuck out. Yeah. Pretty sure that this kid gets bullied about this every day, but now for some reason he's up in space and he wants to fight a titan. Uh, he could I don't have know. just garroted the guy later on. I don't know why he went all. He should have just gone I, stealth with it. I, I have no idea. Like this, this was just unnecessary stuff. Well, look, we've got that. Like that. That's so now Camille is in like military uh, police custody, and there's a weird thing that happens where like a lawyer seems to come in and break him out, but then because on like behalf of his mom. But then because Camille's still a dick and like punches the, the, the guard in the face, then they all just a- attack him again, smash him in the face with a baton and then hold him prisoner anyway. And then, and we'll, then get to, we'll get to what happens. But it's just okay. like, what a weird sequence of events. He's like, I did a favor for your mom. You're a jerk. You should stay here forever. It's just like, hold on. What the, what the hell's going on? What the fuck is going on? And that's not like, even touching the weird... other stuff that's going on in yeah. this episode. It, and this is, but this is like, you have to, presumably, this is the good guy. This is the this kid is that hero. you're supposed to be 
rooting for right. it. And I, I want to say, I, I know that there's something that happens, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into it just yet. Um, but you have to understand that at this point, uh, he leaves this base after uh, after punching these guards yep. again. He steals a jeep, yep. abandons the jeep. Well, like, after like crashing through the gates, breaks of through the, the military gates. place. Yep, right. Breaks through these gates. He abandons and jumps, does a controlled like roll into out the of forest. the jeep, <laughs> into the forest, stops, and then just has a moment where he goes, "What have I done? What have I done? What's going to happen?" How do I and reach I was like, "These gates, <laughs> like you're going to jail. Yeah. Like this is how, like you, you have beat up everybody in space. Yeah. I didn't even realize at that point that they had transported him back down to Earth." He's just, he's, well, I think he was actually on his colony. So he's in a place called like Green Noah. I think that's where he grows up. It's a, it's a Federation colony, I think, that's run uh, or protected by the Titans. So this is where a lot of this backstory stuff comes in, right? Which this show doesn't give right. you any of it. It's just like, here's some people doing stuff, figure it the fuck out, and you just have no idea what's going on. There's a whole other side thing where the people who are in space in the mobile suits one of them, who goes by the name of uh, Lieutenant Quattro, which, spoiler alert, is not his real name. He's actually a character from the original series who people, if you're familiar with it, would, would know. And uh, he, he plays a big role in the rest of this series. But essentially, he breaks into this colony and gets some spy pictures of a Mark II Gundam. So there is both a, like a production facility, a production dock, a construction for Gundams, and also a Mark II Gundam that's kind of guarding this place. He gets spy pictures of it, and then he zooms the fuck out of there and gets back into his own mobile suit and takes <laughs> off. And then at the end of the whole yeah. thing, they're hanging out in space, and they're like, hey, why don't we call in this thing for help? And they like shoot a flare. They signal back to like a waiting battleship. The battleship launches this like beam laser cannon and then just blows up some sort of thing in space that I have no clue what the fuck it was because we never saw it before. It's like such a, such a mindfuck yeah. of an episode because you have no idea what's going on, who's doing what why they're doing the things that they're doing, or even what they're trying to accomplish. So kind of a mess as far as I'm concerned. And I feel like even if you had watched the yep. entire series before, it wouldn't be quite as easy to feel like, to pick like who's doing what and why they're doing it. So what'd you rank the plot of this thing? I gave it a two I gave well it a two. Because I had no clue what was going on. And like I told Sean earlier, I spent as much time watching the episode as I did researching what the hell was going on. Which is fine. I mean, it, it's fine if you really want to dig into a show. It's just not set up to be friendly to, to new viewers, essentially. All right. So, importantly, let's talk about some of the characters before we get into the mechs. So, let's hop on back to Robotech and talk about some of the people we're introduced to. So, who do you want to talk about first? I, you know what? I'm going to talk uh, holistically okay. for like two seconds um, and say this had a much, this had a diverse cast of characters. Um, we had uh, we had men, we had uh, women, uh, we had a couple people of color uh, that were in this. Um, it was very nice to see because I know that these both came yeah. out at the same exact time. We actually had a decent amount of diversity um, that was that was in this. I yeah. really appreciate that. I was a big fan of that. I think it's probably because um, it came from three different series. <laughs> <laughs> right. I will say that this this year correct. I will say that this show is also host. To some of the worst facial hair I've ever seen on characters ever. Some of these stashes, man. (laughs) Who was the one guy in the car with the general at the beginning that he only had like little tiny tufts 
unlike the oh, but it was over the corner yeah. of his mouth and I that was it so. and that was it he just said little in tiny little tips. Tips. so there's captain glovel who's kind of this like reluctant military hero he's in charge of the the macross project and he's a little clumsy he's weirdly russian as it's revealed later on which made zero sense but like but full-on tom selleck like, stash, tom selleck stash. the other guy he's riding with is yeah, like some good. political leader i'm sure he's probably like the mayor or the governor of the island or whatever he's just got a little little tough. worst facial hair Little tufts. I'm gonna call them little tufts. tufts. All right. Male little tufts. How about some ladies? Let's talk about some ladies. Uh, (laughs) Just for fun. (laughs) We have, we have, and you, you see this in the intro in the theme song. The hair flip, Uh, and then they, they have the animation in the hair flip. Thank you, Oh my God, Lisa, Lisa, Uh, Lisa's hair flip in this is so aggressive. She, she. It, it's a that hair flip communicates everything that I needed to That's know how about she got her. The job. That and the fact that her her character design, she has very little yeah. beady eyes. And I'm not saying that that's like indicative of anything or sort of what was going on, but I was like, this is a woman who is not going to take She's not your fucking shit, shit today. Claudia rolling in at four in the morning. Yeah, Claudia. Four in the morning. Uh, and then that's considered late. I don't know I mean, what their schedule is that they're running or even what they're really doing. But... But Dave, you have to be married to this ship. She was out banging yeah, nope. pilots until 3.38 a.m. Yeah, so the, the ladies are working sort of like, it seems like a communications tower, right? So they're working like the communications. They were communications yeah, yeah. and intelligence. Which was pretty cool. And honestly, like. they got to talk to each other, not about a guy, not about the, the really the plot of the episode. They were just kind of talking about like kind of normal, like everyday work stuff. It just happened to be in like a... Bechdel yeah, exactly. test. Pass. Good job, Pass. Robotech. Macross saga. Uh, it was interesting to hear that because that's just like not something you see on cartoons ever. We've never talked about this on the show yeah. before because it's never happened. <laughs> it probably will never do it again. But it was pretty <laughs> cool to just see like Claudia and Lisa just having like a normal workplace conversation that had nothing to do with anything. So, yeah. all right. What, what about the um, what about the dudes? We get we get in, we get introduced we get introduced to uh, two uh, yeah. main dudes. Um, we Rick get Hunter. Rick Hunter. Uh, winner oh of a uh, amateur flying contest for the last eight years uh, in a row. Not not a soldier, uh, but when you finally see how short he is by comparison to his uh, his other friend Roy, Roy, um, Roy is evidently enormous, or Rick is like a young, like so young, yeah, just smaller. I don't know. What was the? What's this like? What's the sexual relationship? Well, it's weird because it's, they're two. like friends, because and then they say they brothers, have, and then they have that weird like that memory. They sequence. have that weird kind of like memory, like where like he turns around they're like in flying sort of biplanes like a, in a flying circus somewhere, and the, and it's a golden yeah. biplane, and he looks like, around and he, he kind of like, like winks at him to say like, the, yeah, yeah, holy shit, what's up, what's up, bros? Yeah, it's kind of a they kind of got a Top Gun thing going on, so they got a bit of a, a bit of an Iceman and Maverick thing going on. So a little bit of a rivalry, a little bit of a brotherhood, a little bit of a homoerotic volleyball playing relationship. Uh, I d- in, the, mm. in the bonus scenes, I think they get greased down and wear their speedos and play volleyball for like an extended montage. That's fun to watch. Um, Double up. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, Rick Hunter also has a blue cravat and an orange jumpsuit, which I think is nice to mention. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know, but we, we, get, we get a really good idea that like, as you mentioned, they have this dynamic in their relationship. Uh, they, you know, weirdly are really, yeah. really cool with kind of like how they're, they're talking with one another 
where it can be kind of boisterous. Like they can like friends, yeah, yeah. like they give each other a little bit of shit. Um, but then also at the same time, it's just like, hey, you want to, you actually want to sit hey, in you, one of these planes? You know, like, like you want to, yeah, you, you want to go up? They're cool with like someone who's never had any military training in a fighter jet mecha machine before. Just like jump on in, kid, and just join the battle. Why not? Super cool with that. Yeah. That seems fine. Thanks, Lisa. After we get in. After we get an entire series of exposition from Rick, where he's just like, I don't understand why you're like in the military. Like, you know, you had to kill people. Yeah. I could never do that. It's just like, all right. Well, I'm a fighter I mean, pilot now. <laughs> he, kind, he kind of fought for your freedom. And now suddenly you're a fighter yeah. pilot. I'm just like, hey, hey, pot. Yeah. Kettle's on line one. Um, Calling you say, black. Uh, okay. The only other characters that we're kind of introduced to are the bad guys. The, Zen, the Zentrades. Yeah. Zentrades. Very briefly. Zentradi, the jaundice, jaundice, the jaundice helmet uh, guy. Commander Britai, I believe was his name. Britai. He's like a blue-skinned fella with oh, a helmet God. that covers like half of his face. That's how you know he's a bad guy. Uh, yeah. But that's it. That and the insane amount of distortion and yeah. reverb that's in his voice. Yeah. But I will say this. Fun, yeah, yeah. fun character design. It didn't look like it was something where, because we see this every once in a while. Uh, I, I mean, just most notably, I'm reminded of like the, the new DreamWorks uh, Voltron where like, all of the bad guys uh, are identical to one another, yeah. you know, unless they don't, unless they yeah. don't have a helmet on. They're either robots you know? they're or all, purple dudes. They're like a, yeah, they're kind of like the bats on um, yeah. uh, G.I. Joe. And so in this case, they weren't like that. It seemed like there was a weird variety of a bunch of like bizarre miscreants uh, that you were just like, okay, cool. Like, I'm, I'm on board with this. This seems interesting. I haven't seen this before. Uh, regardless of the very short period right. of time that we see them, I was still kind of intrigued by what yeah, else Yeah, and a nice touch, there. I mean, just for the villains that are there briefly. So, uh, what do you rank the characters of Robotech in this episode? I'm giving this a four. I gave it a four as well, so we're on the same page. Boom. Man. Yeah, we're doing so good. All right, let's hop on down to uh, the ca- characters of Gundam, which I probably have to change my score on this one, but what do you think? First of all, for their designs, I would say they're, they're also kind of like that same 80s design. I found them to be a bit more like detailed and slightly more realistic than Robotech uh, for the most part. Some not so much, okay. but others they really like, like certain when they focused on the mobile suit pilots, when they focused on uh, Quattro in his mobile suit, there was actually a lot more attention to detail, his movements, his, uh, he has the sequence where he's like breaking into the colony and he's got it kind of in like a zero G thing. There was a lot more like attention to detail to his movements. It wasn't quite of that that like panning motion where it was just like, there's legs running. Like they showed every individual like coil and, and movement that he did. So I appreciated that. Right. Um, yeah. We've talked about Camille. What do you know about Camille? He's got some interesting beyond his weird quirks about fighting and getting his face kicked in. Sure. Or the fact that he looks like Ranma from Ranma half. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fun because it, that's a character that actually is a man yeah. or a woman. And in this case, it just seems like there's a weird kind of fluid wonder, gender identity that problem that he's not addressing. Yeah, no, he's just fighting. He's fighting around the world. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, he's, so he's like fighting obsessed with mobile suits, which we kind of find out. He kind of knows the history of mobile suit Gundam. So he knows like the previous series and he makes connections between that series and this one, which is for people who have never watched the original series, you just have no clue what he's talking about or what's going on or why he's so obsessed with this stuff. Uh, super quick to pick a fight. He also, yeah. here's a fun fact, he won the year's junior mobile suit tournament, and he's the champion of the whatever the Homo Avis air gliding tournament is two years in a row. <laughs> so that's a neat thing for him. He's a, 
perfect candidate yeah, for military candidate. duty. Uh, boy. Um, I, I thought that, uh, you know, I, I, to compare this um, yeah. to Robotech, we don't have, our, our villains that are in this are human. So we don't really have anything right. other than human. And as you mentioned, like with some of those pilots and some of those, those scenes that we had, there's a little bit more attention to detail. Um, I don't really feel like there, there, was, there was zero diversity yeah. in this whatsoever. And I felt like every once in a while when there were the fight scenes, it was a little uh, more kind of like comedically animated sometimes that I wanted. Like you mentioned the slow yes. kick to the head. Like uh, we have the slow slap from the teacher. Like it, it just seemed like those things were, uh, were accentuated. And that's, that's not character That's design. more for it's battles. Just, and we'll, we'll the talk style about that and the, too, yeah. yeah. And like the, the pacing yeah. of the episode itself. But for some reason, I was just like, it, it didn't make sense to me. There were moments like when, like the teacher and stuff like that, uh, that's in the, the very beginning, like when he's yelling at him, like his, his head gets weirdly big kind of like for two seconds and like his mouth drops yeah. down a little bit. Like, so what, what you're saying that there were moments where it seemed a little bit more detailed. I also felt that there were moments that were in this that were like sure. very, very brief, which didn't seem to follow suit with anything else that was happening, where it was very uh, exaggerated comic effect and i was like i i don't understand why you guys are kind of trying to fight yourself on this it didn't make a Did lot you, of sense like feel any kind of connection to any of these characters though because camille was like absolutely yeah, yeah. i didn't give a shit about anybody who was in this show to this i to i this found point. uh quattro a little more interesting though because in the beginning he's just holding hands with robots in space which is weird but whatever but then when he's like breaking into the colony and he's taking pictures you don't really know what his deal is and he that was the only cool sequence of the yeah. entire episode. Everything that happened with Camille, I, I just was funny because like I could not care less. It was, it, and I say it was funny because like this kid is being yeah. an asshole, and then he's just getting his ass <laughs> yeah. handed to him the entire time, and you're just like, well, yeah. I mean, I can see why this is happening. You're kind of a dick. The, the, the only thing about that is, I kind of want to know, just knowing like Gundam's pedigree that they're actually usually fairly detailed and pretty um, complex with their stories and their backstories for their characters. So to me, when he does shit like that, I'm just like, okay, there's something to this kid. He's got a reason. I don't like him yet, but maybe I'll come to. But I like I liked Quattro a lot more. So Quattro was just like, I kind of just want to watch his story. I don't know why he's blowing shit up left and right. I don't know why he's taking pictures of this stuff. I don't know why he's flying away from a Gundam. Um, but I'm probably going to knock this down a, a peg. Anything else from characters? Here? I, I will. I, yeah. One final thing is that at the very end, we have this yep. Mark II, or we have a Gundam that crashes yeah. into a building and kind of yeah. destroys a lot of stuff. This is what we, we were alluding to earlier. Like this, this moment allows Camille right. to escape, steal the Jeep, ram the fence, and then throw it into <laughs> a bridge. Um, in this moment, uh, this pilot kind of comes out of the chest area of the Gundam and just looks and he just goes, Ugh, they're gonna want more than a written apology, huh? And I just I uh I eye rolled that so guy, hard at that. Yeah. And again, I know that these are dialogue and it's it's not design related, but in those moments I can't help but think to myself like, I'm knocking you for this because this is un this is unnecessary. Like this just feels unnecessary. Everything in this episode we watched except for Quattro's journey felt Fair unnecessary. Enough. I did like um or rather, I did not like, because I was watching that Gundam, and I was just like, he looks like real clunky and real clumsy, and I don't know what's going on. And then it's revealed that it's because of that pilot that's in there, that he's kind of just like, he's either incompetent or just doesn't give a shit. So I thought that was yeah. interesting, but irritating at the same time. All right, so what'd you score these? 
Uh, I gave this because I really liked uh, the fact that Quattro's, um, that like I, I loved his sequence uh, and I felt that he carried it and I felt that uh, I felt that what he was doing um, was very right. mysterious. Uh, I gave it a three. Uh, I had originally given it a four, but after comparing it again, it's yeah, it's down to a three. So that's a change. So yeah, down to a three. All right, let's get to the fun stuff. Let's talk about mechas. Let's go back to uh, why we're here. The only reason we're here, and talk about the mechas, and not necessarily the chicken walkers, but the actual like you know human designs, borrowed alien technology, mecha configuration, AB super jet fighters. What's up? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a disappointed side not a great start the, no this yeah. is hard because like you know for a majority of this like we didn't really get a mecha until the final like 30 and it seconds was honestly like the same as the um, intro <clears throat> you kind of saw the same sequence yeah and so i felt exactly i felt like we got more we got more in the interstitials like for the coming back like going to and coming back from a cartoon or Come from the yeah. sorry yeah exactly uh, so we got more from those commercial bumps and from the intro than we did from the actual episode. And so that was kind of disappointing. We sort of got that, you know, the story of, of Rick kind of, you know, going through and kind of understanding how to go into the different configurations when he's in right. the plane um, and that there is the capability to do that. But I mean, you kind of already know that. So it's not like it's a it's not like you're waiting for that. I mean, big I was reveal. waiting for it to happen. Just I like, did not think it was going to be like, oh, I've, I've crashed this like billion dollar alien jet. Oh well, I guess because I had no training and had no purpose being in this thing, maybe I'm just gonna die. And well, you know, and then Lisa comes to the rescue. Well, he crashes. Well, he crashes this thing, crash. and it's like he's, and he's, and it like it it shows like it shows him going into configuration as he's like as he's wrecking oh, yeah. into buildings, and he's and he pauses and he goes, "Who can't believe I'm alive, dude? Just you killed just killed everybody. You like Superman smashing through buildings." But it was funny because like yeah. all he had to do but to I, shift into quote unquote configuration B was to just like pull a lever and it changes from like the, the jet mode to like this weird hybrid mode where it's kind of like it's got legs and arms, but wings stick out. And then when he lands, he's like the full humanoid mecha figure. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I thought it was interesting. I, I thought it was really kind of a bummer that, you know, we didn't really see the mecha until the very end. But I will say this, that, you know, if like the design of everything that's there because we don't get just the mecha we also get uh you know we get this huge ship you know this like starship um that has crash landed and this thing you know is is based on the technology that's used for the mecha and this thing is is really fucking cool as well and so i i i'm glad that we got to see it it just wasn't enough it wasn't enough. Yeah, honestly, for the it wasn't episode. even a great tease for the first in a series. Like it was kind. Of, I don't know if you'd never seen that before, Transformers. I guess it was kind of a cool thing, but for <laughs> me, it doesn't really ring true as much to Mecha because Mecha is just kind of, for me. It's just kind of like here's the thing that was built to do a purpose. Get in this thing and go. It's cool if they have different configurations or whatever, but it felt like half Transformers, half mobile suit to me. And I was just kind of like, all right, that's yeah. cool. I like that it's versatile. It's pretty neat. But they didn't show me enough of it to like make it super cool. So, all right. What'd you score this one? Uh, I give this I a, two. a three, actually. Surprising. I actually, I had a three originally, but through talking, I, I changed. I just, I'm kind of just bummed that we just didn't get yeah, more. Yeah, and that's unfortunately you know? like the hazard of watching the first episode. But at the same time, I feel like, look, 
we know this is a mecha anime series, so give us something in the first episode that is going to like wow us and be like, definitely watching more of this shit, even if I see the same thing over and well, over again. I think that they did for this show, and, but, and we'll get into it in the last and final category for Rook okay, Attack. Interesting. I'm going to keep my three, um, I think, mostly because I know what I'm giving the Gundam. So, uh, Okay, right. let's hop on down to the Gundam and uh, talk about that, because we get a good look at the Gundams, maybe not throughout the show, but in the intro, we get a good look at them. We get a good look at them in the interstitials. And then we get a decent look at it throughout the episode. And it's not from the perspective of our main character. So he's not flying a Gundam around. He's just punching people and stealing Jeeps and being terrible. But we do see a Gundam flying around. And this is... Well, right. Hey, what's the title of this episode, by the way? The... Oh, The Black Gundam. <laughs> so the narrator says, The Black Gundam. Says it like that. Nobody ever calls this thing a black Gundam. Nobody ever says the word black or even Gundam, I don't think. Honestly, the way that the coloring looks on the Gundam, it looks more of kind of like a dark blue. So the interesting thing there is this is a Mark II Gundam. So it is a next evolution of the series of Gundams that was in the first series, Mobile Suit Gundam. So it's kind of the next step in that evolution. I think from reading some of the background stuff, it's like it's got some lighter armor so i guess it can move faster but it's not not quite as uh doesn't take quite as much damage none of that's explained in this episode um but what's interesting is there are two different color configurations so the the darker colored one is for the earth federation's titan team and then they have a lighter colored one which we actually see in like the interstitials and the um introduction theme song and that's for the a a weg whatever it was anti-earth the AUG, yeah, that. yeah so they actually have like a lighter version of that that looks closer to the one from the original series so i thought that was kind of neat um but again that's all background stuff you don't learn any of that stuff here you just you just kind right. of see the, the cool thing i'll say is we do see the mark ii but we also see other mobile suits like quattro has a cool one it's kind of like this big bulky thing red like crimson it looks like it can take some punishment and deal some out too there's some other mobile suits that kind of pop up here and there uh, what did you think of these? Because I could talk about these things all day. The like the weird just mobile any suits? of the mobile suits, and then specifically the Gundam. I really liked uh, the mobile suit okay, that Quattro right. had. I love the fact that when he's breaking in, it has like a spider, like it shoots like a spider, like a Spider-Man style thing, and it, like it it solidifies on two of the guys that are in a hangar, and it like attaches yeah, them to like, a just wall. Hang out. Yeah, he's like, hey, just uh, conserve yeah, yeah, your yeah. air until somebody yeah. comes to catch you. Um, it just kind of seemed like, you know, uh, we saw, we see the, the black Gundam, the Mark II, uh, very, very quickly. Um, it looks intimidating. It looks fun. It's, it's kind of a nice tease. Uh, you know, but I really, you really see more of Quattro's, um, sort of, a space love odyssey that he has holding hands with another yeah. Gundam. Well, just another mobile uh, suit. That was a little, with another mobile yeah. suit. Sorry another mobile suit which was kind of interesting and so i feel like you got a decent amount from quattro and sort of what was available like capable of these mobile suits um you got a really nice robotic uh romantic relationship um for some reason unbeknownst to me unbeknownst to everybody you know i eyebrows raised um you know so just i'm looking for that i'm looking for gundam after you're looking to feel a little tingle is that what you're looking for yeah, there's a that was that was so, very weird so dialogue. I gotta choice. tell you because that's one thing I had to look uncomfortable. up. Uncomfortable. So it's Quattro, and he's like, "What's that tingling? Is it Amuro Ray? 
Could it be Lala soon? And that sounds like garbage to anyone who has not watched the series. It just sounds like like word soup. Like it doesn't sound like anything. Amuro Ray yep. is the protagonist from the original series. So it's the original pilot of the original Gundam. Oh. Lala Soon was kind of like his romantic entanglement uh, from that series. So both of those characters kind of show up in different ways. But when he says that all in a string of words, you're just like, what? Because none of it makes any sense. Um, none of it I will say I did sense. love watching him fly around sort of like that one colony in his little jetpack and avoid the Gundam. It's, it's a rare thing to see a Gundam look this clumsy, look this inept, and not be able to actually like win the fight. Because this thing is flying around and trying to right. chase a much smaller target, as Quattro says. And he's literally just like firing what's called a Vulcan, like a, like a rotating machine gun kind of thing, and just like blowing up parts of the colony. And he's like, using your Vulcan in here, like you don't care about any of your colonists? It's like a weird kind of back and forth. But I just love that you get to see the Gundam in action, but it's not, it does not have a competent pilot behind the wheel. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. But I love seeing a Gundam in action. I just love the design of these things. I think it's very iconic. Stands apart from pretty much any other mecha or mobile suit anime out there. And for me, it was just awesome to see that again. What did you rank okay. this one? Yeah, this I gave it a five because Gundam. Have to. I'm going to do the okay. same thing for Wing when we eventually watch it. I wish I could give, I wish I could give Wing right. a six, but I just love him. What was this again? Right. Three, he said. He said uh, three, two, a five. Nothing? Everything's what? fine. All right, let's head on back to Robotech for our final category of the night. We're going to talk action. We're going to talk battles. We're going we're gonna, to, you know, you've got to give us something here to, like, get into the story. So what's up with the battles in Robotech? This did a yeah, great yeah. job with the battle. Uh, this is a, a battle that takes place sort of on Earth. Uh, it, it also takes place, like, in lunar orbit, uh, outside of Earth's orbit. Uh, there is a massive scale. You can tell that there is a battle that is happening. They, uh, as I was mentioning, it's not a mecha, but sort yeah. of the ship. Um, and this is, I guess, the quote-unquote yeah, booby, booby trap that this episode is yeah. named for. Is that like as these as these bad guys are getting, as Jaundice Metalface is yep. getting closer, uh, the, the this huge gun on top of the starship uh, powers up, and they can't control it or they can't shut right. it down manually, and it fires and destroys. Uh, two again of these like Pokemon metapods right. that are out in space, um, and so like just the the fact that this thing is just shooting huge lasers from Macross Island into into orbit and destroying everything, like uh, the fact that there's this entire fleet of villains that are like kind of approaching Earth at the same time, and we've got a handful of pilots that are using this alien technology, this Ribotech, Ribotech, uh, um, to be able to to combat them. Um, just really good job. Like, you know, the, as we mentioned, even just the, the mecha, the, um, the sort of the, the final, like that chicken walker to the, the big mecha, like falling through the building. Like you really got a great size and scale and scope of like how big these things are, the damage that they do and just sort of the, the, the weight, the heft that's behind them. So this, this, this show for a pilot episode of this series did a phenomenal job of, of kind of getting you introduced to the, the combat and the, the conflict that's going to take place over the entire series. Yeah, I thought series. they did a pretty good job with the action. They, they've kind of have like, they've got an air show thing where they kind of dip into the action a little bit with Rick Hunter showing up and kind of like buzzing <laughs> the comm tower and things like that. There's kind of a brief battle when the, the crashed alien ship attacks the, the Zentradi, like you said. And like then the biggest battle is when there's like the full-on invasion 
But honestly, to me, it felt like I was watching a different show all of a sudden because everything had been focused on the ground. Everything had been focused around the alien ship and the, uh, the Robotech fighters that had not even been launched yet. And then all of a sudden we're like in space and there's these weird floating like they look like TV dinners just like floating through space. And then they were just like shooting lasers and launching fighters and stuff from them. And it just looked like a completely different show. Like I was like, well, you never showed me any of that stuff before. So all of a sudden I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess this is the earth forces in space, but it's not the ones that you had been like prepared to use all along. So it's kind of like their existing forces, I guess, and not right. the ones used from Robotech. So I thought that was kind of interesting, but then even the bad guys say like, why aren't they using the technology? It's almost like they don't know how to use it. And why are they using such like primitive measures? Even our scout ships got through their like first lines and stuff like that. So it was good that they showed how quickly the human forces were overmatched by these invading forces. And then it was too little of the, of Rick and the fleet kind of trying to gain ground back. It was too little of that. And it was chaotic and it was very engaging. And it was fun to watch those kind of dogfights and stuff in the sky, but it just seemed like too little too late. I, I didn't, get the sense that they were like gaining any ground or they were going to actually like save the day it just seemed like it didn't feel like it oh, it really? just felt like they were like learning how to fly for the first time I, I thought that it i don't think that it yeah i mean i didn't get the sense that like they were going to win this battle but it was a nice tease to be like hey you know here's the big reveal like but there's a huge yeah. there's a large battle that's going to ensue yeah. While you're trying to figure your shit yeah, out. I mean, if which it's, I, if I it's an invasion, if so. this whole first series is talking about like the actual invasion and trying to repel it, then of course there's going to be more stuff. But it just seemed like for me, it was just a little too, little too late to be like one of the highlights of the episode. I still scored it fairly high, but okay. So what'd you score this one? I give this a five. Holy crap. Yeah. I really, I really liked. You didn't even give the, the battle at the end of, um, what was it? Ninja robots a five. And that was essentially the, a similar thing. Yeah, I mean, there were some things that were going on there. I gave it a four. I gave it a four. Uh, you gave Ninja Robots a four? I gave Ninja Robots Battle a four. Okay, that's fair, scale. I think. You gave um, it a five. I gave it a three. I thought it was okay. <clears throat> okay. I thought it was okay. All right. Because it was more focused on, like, Rick and him just, like, crashing. <laughs> and, like, pulling the lever for Configuration B. Thanks, Lisa. Yeah, but again, I think, for me, what really did it was the fact that, like, the rest of this battle was waging on. And, yeah. like, despite your bullshit about figuring out, like, hey, now I'm, a, now I'm a fighter pilot and I have to kill somebody and I'm, you know, I have to figure out how to do these things. Um, there's still a massive battle that's going on without you that yeah. you're, like, that you're, you're watching as he's fumbling around in this fucking thing. Like, Fair enough. It's pretty, I, I enjoyed that. All right. Did you enjoy anything in uh, Gundam? Because there wasn't a lot going on. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's no very like, accurate. Like this, I, uh, this, I was waiting for something to happen the entire time. Yeah. And when it didn't, I was like, yeah, I guess, you know, my kind of initial impression is that this is just going to be one of those things where you like, it's going to be a dragon ball where, you know, you wait, burn. Yep. you wait like 25 episodes for somebody to throw one fucking punch. And I was just like, um, well, there's a lot of punches thrown. Let's, let's get that out. Right. Okay. Now. There's a lot you, of punches you're gonna, thrown. You're going to wait. You're going to wait a while for there to be sort of a, a grand or more epic battle. This sort yeah. of, like you said, this is a slow burn. This was, this was boring to watch. Plus, yeah, I couldn't figure out what the conflict actually was. That was here. We've got, we've got the battle between Camille and the Titans. We've got mm -hmm. a battle between Camille and two separate teachers. Got a battle between Camille and the military police. 
battle yep. between Camille and his lawyer, battle yep. between Camille and his mom, battle yep. between Camille and that girl that would not let him alone and then stow away in a car and skip school as well, who was yep. giving him shit about skipping school and then skipped school herself. And then, yep. obviously, there was the final battle between Camille and his ability to drive a Jeep. So <laughs> there was just... <laughs> he drove it pretty well. He just, uh, the jumping into the forest aspect of it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, there wasn't anything that kind of like teased me out that got me kind of going and saying like, hey, I should really watch another episode based on the battles that happened during this. Yeah, sure. I mean, the only thing, you get to see the Gundam in action very, very briefly and just kind of like cool little, uh, not even like hero shots, just to be like, hey guys, it's a Gundam, but nothing like... Nothing even close to what these things are capable of. I mean, these are normally supposed to be like when you send your mobile fleet in and they're just getting mowed down or taken apart. Like you send Gundam in as like your, your hero, you know, it's the sure. hero piece of your army. Like yeah. this, this is the thing that's going to save the day, going to turn the tide, going to win the war for you. And at, th- this just was not on display at, in this episode. At the end of this episode, they did with a Gundam what Garen Logan does with fan service boobs. Yeah, it was like they're just gonna yeah. they're just gonna tease you a little bit. Oh, I thought you meant where they just like you got a full shot of the Gundam because it just crashed into a building because the pilot that was flying it was inept. So you just get like a full head to toe shot of it, but it's because it's laying on a building at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not the best. I might actually knock this down a peg. What did you score it? I gave this a two. I gave it a two as well, but it makes me wonder if that's even too high. I <laughs> I thought about that for you a know? second, but. At the same time, like, uh, again, I feel like the entire thing that, like, carried this, like, I thought the stuff with Quattro, with yeah. him, like, fighting through, like, the air duct and breaking yeah, in was, to the base. Cool. I thought that that was a really cool battle. That was yeah. the battle that I was the most interested in watching. Like, right. it would, like, squirting the little glue out of the Gundam's arm, like, <laughs> shooting all this stuff. Like, he, he was, there was so much stuff going on with Quattro that I was like, this is fun and exciting. Just focus on this, dummies. Like, I don't care about Camille. Yeah, nobody cares about Camille, Man. which is part of the problem for Camille. Guys, public schools. Ugh. Well, public like military schools, I public, guess. Public military schools, guys. Public Ugh. military schools. North Korea, we're looking at you. All right, so it's time <laughs> to tally everything up. I think we're actually really close on Robotech. Okay. Believe it or not, it looks like, and you might want to correct my math on here, it looks like I gave it an 18 out of 25, and you scored it a 17 out of 25. Uh, looking back through my numbers, I gave it a 17. That's correct. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So that's pretty close. Uh, as for Mobile Suit Gundam, it looks like we both gave it a 15 out of 25. I gave it a 13. 13? Hold on. Let's see. You had? I had, uh, for theme, I had three. Oh, I didn't write down your characters one. That's why. Yeah. So you had three, two. What were your characters? Three. Okay, so we're at eight. Three and two. Yeah, 13. Okay, so I give it a 15. You gave it a 13. It's weird that I am on the higher end of scores for once. I'm usually pretty stingy when it comes to this stuff, but they're pretty close. Honestly, like... I learned it from watching you, Dad. Yeah, that's right, kid. (laughs) About damn time. You smarten up. (laughs) So any final thoughts on Robotech standalone or versus Zeta Gundam or uh, whether you'd want to watch more from either of these? Um, I think that I will read more. Well, first... Uh, I, I, I would recommend this version of Robotech. Um, I, like, and, but I, and I think that I have to recommend Gundam because it's Gundam. I feel like it's kind of sacrilege, but I, I, I will watch more Robotech. I will read more about the story of Gundam. Interesting. Yeah. I think, I think for me, 
I have not watched Robotech, so I really want to go back and watch Robotech. Uh, so I will recommend it just because I know it has like an incredible following and an incredible story. The more it gets into it, it kind of laid, it didn't really lay the surface or lay the, lay the foundation of any kind of like interesting political plot. It's pretty much a straight up like alien invasion and we're trying to fight it. And that's fine. Um, so I would recommend it because I'm recommending myself to go watch it. However, for Gundam, I'm actually going to say don't start with Zeta Gundam because it, it, it expects you to understand so much from the previous series that came before it. I'm actually going to say go back and watch the original series, which is what I'm also going to do. And then I think you'll enjoy Zeta Gundam a little bit more because you'll have that background, that experience. You'll have grown with it. You know the world that they live in. You'll understand the politics better. You'll recognize when certain characters show up. You'll recognize when certain characters are referenced. And it'll really just heighten your enjoyment of the show. And it'll be cooler when you get to see that Gundam come back too. Because you've, you've spent the entirety of that first series with the one Gundam. So seeing a Mark II come in is kind of a cool thing. Nice. So I'll say don't start with this one. Head back and watch Mobile Suit Gundam. And I'm going to do the same thing so we can watch it together. Um, safe to say neither of these get the dip? Correct. Fantastic. All of them stay alive. All of them stay alive. Mobile suits forever. All right, buddy, what do you have coming up in the next couple of weeks for our listeners out there? Hey, guys, as always, I perform improv comedy in the D.C. area uh, you, with a group that's called Knox. You can find out more information and tickets with dc.org. I'll be performing throughout the entire month of March and most of April. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Ellis. Dave, what do you got? You can find me on Twitter at DrKalawMD. You can also find me on Collider.com, Nerdist.com, and DaveTrumbor.com. If you're interested in finding out more about this particular podcast, you can head on over to our Patreon page, Patreon.com slash SaturdayMorningCartoons. You can also head to our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Remember, that's morning with a U. You can also check us out on Twitter at MorningTunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on our Instagram page. Keep the conversation going on Facebook. And listen to our free audio podcast each and every week through YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else you find your podcasts. If you want to drop a line for a future episode or let us know everything we got wrong about Robotech and Gundam, <laughs> feel free to email us SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. Next week, we're going to continue more Mecha March Madness. We've got uh, a couple more seeds coming up. We're going to pit two against each other. Hey, do we have any special guests coming up? Uh, I think we do. Week? I think we have a uh, friend of the show, Tony Lazzaroni, that's going to be joining Lazzaroni. us. Um, Fantastic. I also, um, speaking of friends of the show, I also received a uh, a text message um, the other day from uh-huh. uh, from a listener and Camille uh, Cosby. And no, it's not Camille Cosby. No. Uh, this is from uh, from uh, Letty, um, who from Fast and Furious. No, come on. Oh. Um, she uh, she messaged me to tell me and let me know that uh, we had originally thought that uh, that. G.I. for G.I. Joe stands for yeah. General Infantry. It stands for yeah. General, or for Government Issue. Government Issue. Government, General Infantry? Government Issue. Because we're just bullshitting. We are so, just bullshitting. Thank you, Letty. No fake news here. <laughs> Jeez. So, just want to throw that issue, out there. Government Issue Joe. Government Issue Joe. Now I'm curious. It's coffee. It's straight up, it's a show about coffee. With just, just coffee. Coffee with that guns. That actually makes... A lot of sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. The more you know. Yeah. Picture that star going across your screen as we say, thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. We'll see you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out. <laughs>